continue talking about values for a couple more times. And um, tonight we're going to talk about one that is absent in our culture completely. And we're talking about honesty, the truth about honesty. And uh, well, say we want honesty in our lives. And if someone were to ask you, what do you want your kids to be? You would say honest, right? Uh, you want them to be honest. Uh, but uh, we know that's not always the case. So Surveys have shown that 90% of Americans admit to lying regularly. Now, with that statistic, how can you even trust the survey? I mean, if you think about it. But, uh, but there, if, you, if you think there's, there's opportunities for you and me to lie every day, every interaction we come in contact with, some researchers say there's even uh, 200 or so opportunities for the average American to lie on a daily basis. Now, think about that. That's insane. But uh, we do. Every interaction is an is a opportunity to lie. So I, I found some very popular lies that we tell here in America, and I'll see if you know some of these, and, and maybe you've participated in some. Maybe you've had this told to you. The check is in the mail. <laughs> if you own something like, and you've got a renter, and you call it, the check's in the mail. Or this is my favorite. I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. And, uh, you know... So we know that doesn't work out real well. Or, or how about this one? And t- tell me if this has ever happened to you, that the doctor will call you right back. <laughs> how many of y'all still waiting on that doctor to call, all right? You know, I mean, the only reason they call you right back is like you're going to die in the next five minutes. I mean, uh, you know, but uh, or how about this one? It was so good to see you. <laughs> Let's do lunch. And you never see them again, right? I mean. Uh, or, or one size fits all. Let me just tell you, that's a lie because some of us, one size does not fit all, all right? Or this, how many of you, when you got a whipping, your mama said, this hurts me more than it hurts you? <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> uh, you know, or uh, maybe you said that to your kid, you know, but, um, or, or you go to a restaurant and they say, your table will be ready in just a minute. Yeah. 30 minutes later, you're going, where did that lady go, you know? Or, or this one we'd tell our kids to say for us, tell them I'm not here. Don't raise your hands. Don't incriminate the guilty, you know. But uh, So why do we have so much dishonesty? I'm going to give you some things real quick. And uh, it, One, dishonesty, write this down, is promoted in our culture. Our culture embraces dishonesty or untruth. We, we endorse it, we embrace it, and we practice it very regularly, you know. I mean... Uh, with consistency, and, and, and we've come in, in a way to expect people to be dishonest. I mean, we expect a degree of untruthfulness in our political system, right? We expect that. My dad used to say if their lips are moving, they're lying. I mean, you know, and, uh, and so we expect that in political. We expect a certain degree of untruthfulness in advertising because we know they're trying to sell us on something. Guys, if you ever, you know, we know this to be true. If you ever used Old Spice... The commercials always showed the guy, you know, that had ripples, putting Old Spice on, and the women just came running. Well, when you actually put on Old Spice, they run, but it's the other way, you know. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it just doesn't work that way. And, and so we expect untruthfulness in business. Listen to this. Seven out of ten business people surveyed said they would compromise their personal values to conform to the company's standards. That's crazy. Now, it's amazing to me also how many people in business uh, struggle with honesty in their business. I've known people that would come to church and sing hymns, and you dare not take your car to them on Monday. 
you know, because they would rip you off, and, and, and there's something wrong with that. And uh, so people will, you know, cheat and lie to win a contest. There was a kid that won a, an award for an 11,000-pound bull, but he had it taken away because they discovered that he filled the bull up with air. Now, don't ask me how or why you fill a bull up with air, but they stripped him of his title, and, uh, and also uh, dishonesty is kind of everywhere, and it's, it, it tends to run in our culture. And why does it run in our culture? Because dishonesty, write this down, is present in our nature. It's in our nature. See, there's a basic flaw we have as human beings, and, and it draws us to untruth. If you've read the Bible, you know this. The Bible says we've all sinned. We all fall short of the glory of God. None of us are good, not one. And, uh, and it says, that, you know, our hearts are deceitfully wicked. There's a lot to say, but you've got this idea in, in our culture that everybody's good. Well, they're not. We're drawn to that evil nature of ours. And so uh, we, need to, we need to understand that at the core, people are dishonest. And so another one is dishonesty is part of our spiritual structure. I want you to think about that. We're in a battle between dark and light, between God and Satan, between good and evil. And, and part of that is we're pawns in that or we're part of that because Satan is trying to get us to be over here on the dishonest side while God is truth and is trying to get us on the, over here. Look what Jesus said. He said, for your children, he's talking to the Pharisees, you're children of your father the devil and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning and he has always hated the truth because there's no truth in him. And it says, so when the devil, talking about when he lies, it's consistent with his character, for he's a liar and the father of lies. And so we're caught between this God on one side with the truth and Satan on the other side with all his lies and untruth. And they're opposed to each other. And we get to choose. We get to choose. Are we going to follow the Lord who's telling us the truth, who knows us, loves us, and died for us to forgive our sins and wants a, a rich and satisfying life for us? Or we're going to follow Satan who's telling us these lies uh, that, you know, that are going to lead us down the wrong path. And so, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a choice we get to make. Now, listen to me. When it comes to God, God hates dishonesty. God hates dishonesty because it's a perversion of his character. It's a perversion. You know, God places a high premium on honesty and truthfulness. And he wants you and I, basically, to have a love affair with truthfulness, with honesty. And so the question we've got to answer is, is why, though? Just because God wants me to be honest, why should I really be honest? And so let's look at some consequences or effects of dishonesty. One is we're skeptical. We've been lied to so much that we're skeptical of anything. I mean, what, what's the first thing when you see something on the news about the vaccine? Man, you don't believe anything they're saying, right? doesn't matter which side you're on or what they're saying. You, we just don't believe we've been lied to over and over. And number two, trust is broken down. We, we don't trust anybody. We, we've got even in our culture today where we don't trust our doctors. People are saying, well, I know my doctor said get the vaccine, but this lawyer over here, he said, no, you're crazy if you do. And so we've got trust broken down. And, uh, and, and because we're of all the lying that's happened, we just don't believe people anymore. Number three is this, this dishonesty has made us insecure people. When you don't have the truth, there's an insecurity that comes in. People are looking for security. They're looking for the security that the truth brings. And the absence of truth, the absence of honesty, 
uh, makes people become insecure. How many of you remember this little saying? Cross your heart, stick cross your heart, stick a needle in your eye. Uh, what? Did, how does it go? Cross your heart, hope to die, stick a needle in your eye. You, you, why would you do that? Why did you say that? Because you wanted the other person to make sure he was telling you the truth, right? You tell, they'd tell you something. You said, "Cross your heart," and uh, and and so you want them to tell the truth. We want the truth, you know. And so uh, we want because we want that security. God loves us. He wants us to be truthful. Why? Because he wants us to have security in our business. Security in our lives, security in our relationships, and and we're not going to have that that security as long as we feel like we're being lied to, and people are being untruthful, and uh, and so we need to understand that. Now, a lot of people say honesty. That's a pretty good concept. Listen to me and hear very clearly. Honesty is a command from God. It's one of the Ten Commandments. See, He loves you. He loves us, and He wants us to have that security. And so when we lie and deceive people. It actually, let me tell you, it, when we lie, it actually wounds our souls. Because what happens is when you say one, you can say another and another, and it becomes easier and easier. And, uh, and so uh, it just happens, we, and it becomes, becomes a pattern. Remember, the Bible says our hearts are wicked. So we're created in the image of God, but sin scarred it, and, uh, and so, and the fall of man. But I believe that there's some steps we can take that will help us kind of get some of that back, some of that, that, get that scarring off of us. And so I'm calling this steps towards an honest life. Look what Solomon said in Proverbs 23, 23. He said, get the truth and never sell it. Also get wisdom, discipline, and good judgment. Now, he's saying, you want the truth, do whatever it takes, pay whatever the cost is, do what it takes to be known as an honest person. So we're going to look at some steps to do that. Number one. Take an inventory of your truthfulness. Now, this might be hard because it's easy for us to be very deceitful, and, uh, and, and it may take some work. But Proverbs 14.9 said, Fools don't care if they sin, but honest people work at being right. So we're going to be honest people, so we're going to work at being honest, okay? And, uh, and, and, and sometimes that takes a little work. It's like, you know, I had a little mole, a little bump right here, and it's been there a while, and, and, uh, and so... Uh, finally, it, you know, it bugged me every now and then when I'd shave, and so I had a doctor look at it, and he said, well, we're going to cut that out. And I thought he was going to shave it off, and he dug and cut out. And, and so that's kind of like untruth. Sometimes you may have to do a little surgery to get that, that untruth out and, and to find out what it is even. So I want you to, I wrote down this for you. Ask these three questions. Ask, when am I being dishonest? And I'm going to give you some, some, some possibilities you can write down, any that, that interest you or whatever. When are, are you being dishonest in your marriage? Are you being dishonest at work? Maybe you're taking too long of breaks. Maybe you're coming in late. Or you're still getting paid for you know time and stuff like that. Maybe, maybe are you being dishonest with your friends? Here's one most of us are guilty of. Are you being dishonest with yourself or with God? Anybody besides me trying to be dishonest with God? I mean, it's like you're trying to say, uh, God, I, I really want you to bless this person. And it really, deep down, you want to run over them with your car. I, I mean, if you think about it. So we're, we're even being dishonest with God sometimes, you know. And, uh, and so when am I being dishonest? When, when are the things? When am I being dishonest? Second question, and this is how am I being dishonest? How am I being dishonest? I mean, a lot of us fall into this category of protecting others. I mean, people come up to, to her more than me. They'll come up and they'll say, uh, do you remember me? And she'll go, and I'll do this too. 
Well, you look familiar. Now, for her, when somebody does that, chances are they've been in the jail, all right? You know, but, and, and we ran into some today. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, and then you start thinking, you don't look familiar to me. Why did I say that? Well, we don't want to hurt their feelings. We want to protect them, right? We're protecting their feelings. So a lot of us, a lot of times that happens, right? And so, you know, how are you being dishonest? Maybe you're protecting people. Maybe you're being dishonest when you're slandering somebody to make somebody look bad so that you can have a, an advantage. Or, or here's one, uh, exaggeration. Maybe you're being dishonest by exaggerating. We actually get the word resume from, exagger- from the root of exaggeration, and it means to exaggerate myself to make me look better. And that's why I got a 20-year-old picture on my Facebook page. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know I'm a little bit lighter, and, and, well, the hair was still gray, but still. So, so we exaggerate. Or, or maybe silence. You're not going to say something that would help somebody because you want to get, get over on them. Whatever. You're being dishonest. Cheating, compromise, uh, flattery. How's flattery bad for you? Well, you're telling somebody a lie. Oh, you look wonderful, you know, and they don't, you know, or whatever. And, uh, and so you, we want to find out how am I being dishonest. And then the third question here is why am I being dishonest? Why am I being dishonest? It could be fear. A lot of us are afraid. So, we, 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 you know, Peter lied because of fear. And, uh, and so maybe, maybe it's uh, insecurity or, or personal gain. I, I read an article this week where a lady that was an inspector for some company actually lied about the strength of the steel in our submarines. I don't know if it's personal gain, greed, or if she ought to be shot for treason, but I mean... She's, uh, you know, and she's not getting a real bad jail sentence, but she was falsifying the reports on how strong the, the, the steel on our subs are. I mean, personal gain, greed, pride. Cain lied behind, because of pride. His pride got hurt, so he killed Abel and then lied about it. Maybe outside pressure. Let me tell you, each one of you, at some point, you're going to be pressured by somebody to lie. I can remember working in hospital work. There was pressure to falsify reports so it looked like we were doing things we weren't doing so we could pass inspection. Pretty much every job, you're going to have that pressure, and you're going to have to choose. Am I going to be dishonest, uh, you know, or am I going to stand up for truth? So there's all these things. Why am I being dishonest? And so after you've kind of done that inventory of, of truthfulness, of, of when and, and how and why, make an honest, number two is make an honest evaluation of your gains and losses. And, yes, there are gains and losses of being untruthful. For instance, you can cheat on your taxes and have a little more money until they catch you, okay? Or you can, you can, you know, you can uh, lie about something and gain a little more time until you get caught. There's, there's some short-term gains, but the Bible is clear that anytime you're dishonest and you gain something, it's a short-term gain because it's going to come back around. And uh, matter of fact, Proverbs says this, trouble chases sinners while blessings regard the righteous. Trouble chases sinners. I mean, it's kind of like this, this Olympian. He uh, won the 100-meter uh, yard dashes back, way back and because uh, and, I haven't watched Olympics in a long time. But he won the 100 meters, proclaimed himself the fastest man alive, and then about two weeks later he was stripped of his title because he was jacked up on steroids. I mean, you know, and, and, and so he cheated to get the title. And so trouble chases sinners. What are the troubles that it talks about? It says trouble chases sinners. We're going to look at the rewards in a minute. But here's some of the troubles. Number one, 
We lose character because honesty develops character. We lose character. There's a difference between character and reputation, and, and, and it's important. Reputation is what you think about somebody or I think about somebody, but character is who we are when nobody is watching. Character is who we are when no one is looking at us. See, when honesty and integrity come together, that's, that's uh, when, when reputation and character come together, it's consistent, it's integrity, it's honesty, and character uh, comes out of that. Character, you know, character is the one thing we'll be able to take to the next life with us. It's who we are, our character. It's also the one thing we can give our kids and pass down to our kids. We were just talking about that beforehand, talking about work ethic. You pass that down and, and stuff like that. And, and so we're able to pass that down. Proverbs 20, verse 7 says this, The good people who live honest lives will be a blessing to their children. And that's what some of y'all have been. We talked about that. So the real test of character comes at home. Second, second thing here that we lose. We lose spiritual maturity because honesty develops spiritual maturity. The Bible says, Paul said this in Ephesians 4, he said, instead we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. So when we don't speak the truth, when we're dishonest, we're not growing in Christ. We're growing away from Christ. And so we, we lose that spiritual maturity. And uh, if we're dishonest, we're not facing sin in our lives. We're not growing. We're actually going further away from Christ. Number three is we lose security because honesty develops security. See, when you're truthful, you don't have to worry about what you said uh, or made up, to, you know, because you told the truth. So, you know, when we, when we do that, it provides security in our relationships. When you're honest, people can depend on what you're saying. They can depend on you in your, in your relationships and in your families. And people know they can trust you, and it gives them some security. We lose them when we're dishonest. Matter of fact, Solomon said this, doing the right things brings freedom to honest people. Circle freedom. Let me tell you, it's, it's freeing. You don't have to remember what you said to somebody. Mark Twain said it like this, it's easier to tell the truth, that way you don't have to keep track of anything. You don't have to keep track of anything you've said and go, hey, man, did I, you know, it's easier to tell the truth. That's security. That's security. So after this evaluation, ask yourself this. Ask yourself these three questions. What's the cost? What's the cost? I mean, there's a cost to being a person of integrity. There's a cost. And the Bible teaches us whatever it is, pay it. Do whatever it takes to be to be an honest person. Second thing you've got to ask is, am I willing to change? Am I willing to change? Uh, you know, am I willing to pay the price to be an honest person before the Lord? Am I willing to be, pay the price to be pleasing to the Lord? You know, when, when you, 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 I want to live a life that if God were to say, you know, Robert, I'd have said it just that way. That's, that's when you know you're, you're living a life pleasing to the Lord. Are you willing to change? Chronicles says it like this. I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. Do you know God rejoices when, he, when we're acting out of integrity and we're honest people? You know, and then it goes on. You know all I've done. Uh, you know I've done all this with good motives, and I've watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. He's, he's talking about good motives. He's talking about integrity. Uh, and, and God rejoices when he sees that in our life. I don't know about you. I want God to rejoice when he sees me.
when he sees my life. Number three, love God and pursue a relationship with him. Love God. This is the third, third step. Love God and pursue a relationship with him. And that's, that's vital. We've got to have a relationship with God. And you, you say, well, what does that have to do with honesty? The closer you get to God, the harder it is to be dishonest. The closer you, when you've got the Holy Spirit living inside you, it's really hard to lie. It's hard to be deceitful. And, uh, and so because he's going to send these signals to you and say, don't do that. Don't say that. Here's where you need to go. See, the Holy Spirit is going to guide you. Listen, no relationship with the Lord leads to being a chronic deceiver. And so we've got to have that relationship with the Lord. A lot of times after church, I've had people come up to me and say, boy, you really convicted me today. You were preaching right to me. And that wasn't me. That was the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit is, is speaking to you in a message or whatever, it, that's conviction. Congratulations, because that means God is working in your life. God's working in your life. Look what David said in Psalms 51. He said, you deserve, he's talking to God, you deserve honesty from the heart. Yes, utter sincerity and truthfulness. Oh, give me this wisdom. See, God has sent his son to die on a cross for us so we can live a rich and satisfying life. He deserves the honesty of our hearts. He goes on in Psalm 140, he said, good people will praise his name. Honest people will live in his presence. Who's going to live in his presence? Honest people. We get honest with ourselves, honest with God. We're compelled to be honest when we're in his, when, when we're in his presence. We can begin to embrace truths like God created me. God loves me. You know, God will hand, you know, he can handle the truth in my life. He loves the truth in my life. As a matter of fact, Proverbs 19.23 says, Fear of the Lord leads to life. Fear of the Lord leads to life. Bringing security and protection from him. So relationship is part of this process of truth. We've got to have that relationship with the Lord. Number four, write this down. Practice honesty. Practice it. We've got to practice it every day. <laughs> practice in different areas of your life. Once you've kind of done this inventory, practice being honesty. Pick, a, pick an area where you need to practice it. Uh, you know, and, and, and James says this. Remember, it is a message to what? Obey. Not just to listen, so don't fool yourselves. For if a person just listens and doesn't obey, he's like a man that looks in a mirror and forgets what he looks like. Sometimes I want to forget what I look like. But, you know, I mean, but he's saying, he said, you want to obey. And so think about it. How are you going to practice being truthful this week? See, God rewards honesty. I said we're going to get to the reward part. So let me give you some. God blesses us, blesses honesty by guarding us. Write that down. Proverbs 2, 7 says he grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. You don't see a bunch of people who are deceitful all the time with a bunch of common sense. He is a shield. Circle that word shield to those who walk with integrity. That word shield is like a bodyguard whose sole purpose is to protect you. And, he, and he's a shield to those who work, walk in integrity. So if we'll be honest, he's saying he's going to protect us. Secondly, God blesses us by directing us. He protects us or guards us. Then he directs us. The godly are directed by honesty. The wicked fall beneath the load of their sin. So God will direct us. Uh, he says this right here. He gives us common sense. He'll direct us, uh, you know, and, and give us direction of what to do. 
The third thing it says here is God blesses us by sustaining us. He's going to keep us going. Truthful words will what? Stand the test of time. But lies are soon exposed. Truthful words will stand the test of time. Listen, honesty will always outlast dishonesty. Dishonesty will happen for a little while. You might see people getting ahead, but honesty is going to persevere. There was a story of a, a newlywed couple in Chicago. And, uh, and they, they got married, and, and so they opened all their presents before they left on their honeymoon. And they took all the cash that had been given to them, put it in a suitcase, and put the suitcase uh, on top of the car. They were loading the car up. They drove off with the suitcase on top of the car. $12,000 falls out on the road. It was found by a man walking down the road. The suitcase was with the money in it. And uh, he picked it up, and, uh, and, he, and he didn't keep it. He, he had to find, he worked to find the people it belonged to. He found them and gave them their money back. And, and it, it took, Chicago went crazy over it. And, uh, and so people said, why would you do that? And, and all kinds of stuff. But you know what happened? He got, he got offers from people like Sony and IBM and all these big companies, uh, Hilton, all these big companies were, were wanting to reward him for his honesty with a good-paying job. Let me tell you, employers want honesty, and God rewards honesty as well. And uh, so we've just got to determine who we're going to trust. Are we going to trust Satan in the world over here telling us, just get what you can? We're going to trust God saying, walk in integrity and be honest. We've got to, we've got to decide whose direction we're going. And, and, and let me just say this. Who, whose you are determines who you are. Whose you are determines who you are. Do you belong to Christ? You might think, well, oh, this is all sounding like foreign language. If this, sounds like, if this sounds really weird to you, then maybe you don't have that relationship with the Lord. If you're watching tonight online, maybe you don't have that relationship with the Lord. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father but through me. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And so I just want to give you an opportunity. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I want to give you an opportunity to receive Christ tonight. See, the Bible teaches that we've all sinned, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And so Jesus paid the price. It's, it's kind of like, you know, Pastor Kathy and I have a friend that, that that's really her friend, but if we're in the same restaurant with him, he will, he'll pay our bill. It'd be kind of stupid for me to want to go pay my bill on top of what he paid. I keep trying to figure out where he's eating next. But, um, but see, that's what Jesus did. He came and paid our bill. And, and so 